welcome back to Who's Your Band? I am Jeffrey Paul. I am joined by Mr. Sean Morton. How are you, Sean? Uh, you know, uh, I could be better. Could be better. You know what? It, it's like I'm looking at Sean's face, and mm. I, I, I think you look good with this beard mustache thing, but I still want to punch you. That does that make sense? I, I completely understand it. Um, the, the reason I'm a little iffy today is I normally have to deal with just one douchebag and a really cool <laughs> guest. Normally, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it at that. Well, with, with that, with that precursor, okay, with that foreshadowing, let's introduce <laughs> our guest because our guest is a comedian. He's a musician. Obviously, he's a buddy to the both of us. We welcome into the show, Mr. Paul Bond. How are you, Paul? <laughs> and 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 it, yeah, it, you're, you're, you're stalling, of course. You're you're, you're freezing up. But um, this episode is going to be a little. Di- <laughs> this episode is going to be a little bit different than than uh, episodes we've done in the past. Um, this episode this episode started when Paul and I were doing a gig uh, together about uh, last weekend, and we were talking about. Uh, guilty pleasures. You know what's a guilty pleasure song? And so we're, we're going to talk about our guilty pleasures. We're going to talk. You know, all three of us have guilty pleasure songs. We have a bunch of a lot of viewer mail uh, with guilty pleasure songs. But before we even get started with it, let's identify what a guilty pleasure song is. Okay, um, it's something you like but shouldn't. Um, it's a song you should be ashamed <laughs> of, but you like it anyway. And it's a song you wouldn't mm-hmm. admit to liking in public. I get the feeling by the end of this episode, none of us are going to be friends anymore. First of all, I'm not your friend to begin with, number one. Number two, I don't even believe in the thing <laughs> called a guilty pleasure. Because you know what? Music is music and it evokes an emotion. And no matter what the emotion is, it's right. So, you know, ready? I fucking hate you. No, I don't. Already listen, I'm gonna, I am going to drop some horrific things that you're going to that you're going to hate. And I don't give a shit because I love them. And some of them make me happy. Some of them I put on to make me feel sad. But you know what? I don't give a shit. Most of them are 99% happy. And I, don't, I, I, own, I own everything. Do you I cry? Own up to everything. Do you cry? You put on songs to cry? No, no. It's more it, when I hear of that stupid term guilty pleasure, I really tend to think of it as more of something to bring you up and to keep you in a good mood. Yes. Because pleasure means good. Mm. You know what I mean? So well, you know what, Sean, get us started. G- give us a guilty pleasure song. All right. I'm going to start off real gay on this one. Um, the song is called Semi-Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. It's not a bad <laughs> song, Paul. I don't think it's that bad. That's not a guilty I, I, pleasure, I don't think Paul. you're digging deep enough, Paul. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's basic shit. That's going to every bar in New Jersey in 1998 well, and 2000. Well, here's the thing, Sean. I based it on the fact that I'm a metalhead. Well, and so am I. So is he. Though we both of us are. I, okay, so you don't finish sentence here? They just interrupt? <laughs> yeah, all right, so here's the thing. I That's just, my thing. My point, my point is, is that if it came on the radio and somebody else was in the car, you might go, all right, I'll turn this off. But if nobody else is in the car, you leave it on. And not only that, you crank it up. And I would crank up semi-charm life where other people might go really that's a that's a pop song uh um bop 
I will crank up Umbop in the car by uh, the Hanson by boys. Hanson. Yeah, that's, that's pretty brutal. Listen, I'll tell you what. I can I can one up your Hanson Umbop. Go I ahead. actually have a Hanson version with an orchestra of Umbop that I play oh, all the time. Why do you? Where would you find that? Uh, from the Hanson fan club. <laughs> Please tell me you are not in the Hanson fan club. You have no, no way. Once in a while, there's a thing where comedians do. They tell jokes, Jeff. You should no, try it once in a while. But, but, but in this case, I wouldn't put it past you. You're, you would fucking definitely be part of that Hanson fan club. You know what it was, Jeff? He sold it. That's what it was. He sold the, uh, the whole thing. Yeah. I've, I've belonged to one fan club my entire life when it comes to actually two. Uh-huh. And it was strictly to get tickets early for a concert. Was the Liber- Liberace fan club? Yeah, I know. Yeah, way, way to date yourself, <laughs> fucking father time. No, it was Chris Stapleton, Chris Stapleton, and Guns N' Roses. Only two I ever joined to get tickets early to get better seats, and it worked. I had twelfth row seats for Chris Stapleton. Oh, okay, so give us your guilty pleasure, Sean. My first one. Yes. Um, it's it's a song that I play all the time uh, if I'm in a bad mood. Or if it uh, happens to come on, I am no longer in a bad mood. It's called Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moon. Fuck. What, did yeah. you have that too, Jeff? No. No. What, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not as gay as Sean. This is terrible. Oh, it's gay because it's a pop it's song that's, terrible. That, that, that the people who wrote have $97 shut, million hey, dollars Sean, in the bank. Shut for. up and dance. Shut I, up and dance. Listen. Listen, if, if you I don't know the song. play this song, listen, if this song Get comes on. And dance with me. Done. All right. You're right. poor. You can't possibly like this. It's actually very melodic. Already. Already. In enjoying this song, this is enraging. A perfect, you can have, listen, you can get a phone call from your doctor and it says, hey, your prostate is falling out of your asshole. <laughs> but you have a comes week on, to live you and then you're driving home and that song comes on, you're forgetting about your prolapsing prostate asshole for a minute. That's, yeah. like, that's what a great song does for you. It's not a great right. song. It's a terrible hey, Sean, song. Sean, let's get ready to dissect Jeff with his first oh, choice. Yeah. Which fucking air supply song are you going to talk about? I do have air yeah. supply on my list. Of course you do, you fucking mook. But, 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 yeah, what else? but I'm not, I'm going to ease into this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to oh, hit you with okay. air supply right away. I'm going to hit you with a, a group that in our lists here, that especially that we got on a uh, viewer mail, we got a lot from this band, but no one came up with this song. I love the song. Gimme Gimme by ABBA, but it could also be Hung Up by Madonna. It's the same song. You know I've never song, heard it either. You know Gimme Gimme. Gimme Gimme, A Man After Midnight. I was going to say Dancing Queen. I, I like that no, one. Every, you can't, you, no one likes that song. No, I do. So you, you, like you actually admitted on the radio, which we're going to clip a soundbite out of, that you like a song, Gimme Gimme, where it says, give me a man after give midnight. Gimme, 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 <laughs> a man after midnight. All right. <laughs> yes. You're signing your own death alarm today, buddy. Listen, this is what we do, man. Because we're comedians, Sean. We take risks. We we are vulnerable. And that's exactly. what I'm being here. I'm being vulnerable. I not, that's not even the worst one. All right, Paul, hit us up with another one. Uh, okay, I'm going um, Notorious by Duran Duran. 
I don't think it's that bad. That's not bad either, dude. I, I, oh, it's I, not bad? No. Because no. you, you got to know. <clears throat> all right. You know what? Let me take that one away. And let me explain the next one. Because as a musician, I play heavy metal guitar. I actually, you know, I played it. I played Zeppelin, Black Sabbath my entire life. But the minute I mention this band that is a rock band, they go, really? Kiss. Because it's basic chord structure, but Black Diamond by Kiss. Oh, God, I love that song. It's one of my favorite songs. But as a Jeff, this is going from a musician's standpoint. As a musician, they go, that's a basic one, four, one, three, four structure or whatever. And they and they give you shit for it because it's it's not they go, that's not real music. That's not rock because it's rock glam song. rock or whatever. Why doesn't somebody say to Gene Simmons in his $32 million friggin' mansion that he just bought in Malibu? Exactly. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. But th- no, but this was before it was hip. You know, like this was before yeah. it was hip to like Kiss. This is, I'm talking in the 70s when I grew up with them. And I was like, uh, yeah, I like Kiss. And I go, really? Kiss? Really? Did they do that and on Mike Douglas? They did hey. it on, yeah. Yeah, because they, did, did, like they a, did do it on Mike Douglas. They did they like did. a week on Mike Douglas. I really? mean, listen, I love, love Kiss. I love that song. Paul, yeah, 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 you got it. We got to take you to a different level of douchiness with these lists, which, which Sean will do with his next song. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Great band. One of the most influential bands of all time. One of the most greatest songwriters of all time, but wasn't involved in this song. But to me, that's another one. It makes me happy is Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Okay. Yeah, I want to slip my wrist to that song. It is a good song. It is cheerful. It's a happy song. And plus, you got the it great John Stamos. Place. No, you got John Stamos playing bongos in the video. Who cares? Can't beat that. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, that gives that. You, so that gives you the masturbation part of it. But I don't... <laughs> Listen, I don't who, doesn't wanna, who doesn't ever want to jerk off to a Greek god? You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he is a pretty man. He's still a pretty man. It pisses me off. I know. Exactly. He's sick I hate him. He's he's still he's looking good. Is he still married to Rebecca Romaine? No, no. I don't think so. She she left him for the guy. Remember the fat kid in um uh what's that movie? The Stephen King novel. Stand by me? No, the, uh, yeah, stand by me. Remember the, the fat kid from the stand by me? Oh, yeah, who's not fat anymore. Not fat, um, right? Jerry O'Donnell. Jerry O'Donnell. She's married really? to him now. A quick, quick Jerry O'Donnell story. My wife is in Montauk doing karaoke for some reason for somebody. And Jerry O'Donnell comes up at the end. Now, he thinks everybody knows who the fuck he is. And he's like, hi, hi. And he's waving to my wife like, can I do this song? She goes, no, nah, sorry, we're done. We're over. And <laughs> she shut him down. That's and great. then afterwards, they go, did you know that was Jerry O'Donnell? She goes, I have no clue. That's awesome. <laughs> who would recognize him? He's only good when he's fat. Yeah, yeah. He was a right. great actor with the, with the weight. With the weight. Right. Once, yeah. once, you, once you lose the weight, sure, never lose the weight. That's the key. That's Look at hurtful, Sean right Jeff. now. That's hurtful. <laughs> Good. All right. Uh, Brutal. Let, let me get to my next one. Yeah, and, sure, yes. you, and you guys will rip me for this. I was going to say this for a little bit. It, it, I'll, I'll pull out a good one here. Um, you know what makes me happy, Sean, that always puts me in a good mood? I like Bobby Girl by Aqua. Wow. Here's what I'd like you to do. Um, I, I, will give, <laughs> I give you a lot of credit. I will give you a lot of credit. 
and in, in saying that there's very few people, uh, comedian-wise, that I know who hustle harder than you do. Uh, you okay. are definitely a hustler. It's so, coming. It's it's about to no, come. No, 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 no. It's not. No, it's not a slam at all. Here comes, I know, here comes where he goes. With that said, no, right. no. What I, what I was thinking was, I'd like you to play <laughs> that song while you're driving over the Brooklyn Bridge, going into the city for a spot, and take a hard fucking right off that bridge. <laughs> Come on, Bobby. Let's go party. You don't like that song? Oh, no. come on. Come on. You, you don't like it at all. It's fun. It's a fun song. No, it's not, Jeff. It's It yeah, wasn't it's a fun, fun song it's in catchy. 1996 when it came out. Yeah, it's fun and it's catchy. Oh, is it? Yes. Everybody likes it. It's no. A, yes. No. It's the, yeah. Have you ever no, seen you the You know video? who likes it, Jeff? People who are like 30. It. People who are 30 right now who were 10 when it came out. That's yeah. who likes it. Yeah, it's, they, not a seventy-five-year-old curmudgeon from Staten Island. Seventy-five. Sean, when when you say Umbop is even hipper than Barbie Girl, it's a thousand times hipper. Number one, <laughs> number two, they played all their instruments, and number three, uh, listen, the, the the middle one from Hanson, I'd bang before any of the two chicks on friggin' now. Oh, get out of here! The, the chick from 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 Aqua is beautiful. She's beautiful. I don't know, man. I got a good one. Uh, well, here's one. Uh, Roxette. Which one? The band, the band Roxette, and it's, she's got the look. I will tell you one thing right now, Paul, and this is the God's honest truth. <laughs> Not only is that one of my favorite songs of all time. Really? I that's one of my karaoke go-tos when I go. Oh, no, you do not. Oh, fuck yeah. Because I hit that. That's my perfect range when I sing. He's got the look. Yeah, and I have, I usually have a girl like who'll do the girl part. But that's awesome. Wait, wait, I thought you do the girl part. No, no, no. I, I sing, I sing mm. the middle part. Mm. One of my all time favorite songs and a very underrated album to begin with. Look you Sharp is a phenomenal record. You got the, the whole album is killer, actually. It yes. is. It's amazing. I actually bought that. I had to dig and find that on vinyl. I paid like 30 bucks to get that record on vinyl. I must have been love, but it's right. I, I hate now. that song. I oh, always what I hate, song. I hate yeah. that song. I'm not a fan of because no. it reminds me of like being in eighth grade and there was a girl that I was in love with. <laughs> and we were going to separate oh, high you, schools. Were you heartbroken, Sean? Oh, terribly. You know, the fat little little six foot, two hundred sixty pound, thirteen year old Sean was heartbroken. Yeah. Let me tell you. All, you. all you wanted to do back then is like you saw Sean and you just wanted to pinch his legs, just 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 to pinch him. Me? No, I look like a fat little lesbian when I was 13. <laughs> I did. I had a mullet. I had big Coke bottle glasses. I used to get all my clothes from Chess King. Remember Chess King? I used to work at a Chess King. Of course you did. Of course you did. Fucking reek of Paco Rabanne while you're doing it, too. Hey, I had a members-only jacket. Don't make fun. I had one, too. But here's the thing. I was 10, and I had to wear because I was fat. It's the only reason why I had one. <laughs> Well, that's because you're like 12 years younger than me. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. At and least. 30 younger than Jeff. Sean, what's your next song? Um, it sparked a genre. I will tell you that. Sparked a genre. A lot of people hate it. I don't hate it. I think it's a classic. Uh, Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> that was the song. There was a couple others beforehand, but it's that was the song, song that really broke and made pop country very popular do you do the I, dance there's no dance to it really no no it's more of a snarl in, they you know? will lean in you don't do like a line dance 
No, no, no. I'm not the thing where you put your thumbs in your yes, right, pockets like little, and you, right. There's a dance to yeah, it. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't do that. I'm more. I'm Mikey again. Break I'm more my achy breaky. Ho- he was like the. Uh, he's a swooner. He was a swooner. He's a crooner. Yeah, a crooner. A crooner. Yeah. All right. But, uh, what do you got, Jeff? Uh, the next one. I'm. I'm just gonna keep laying them out there, man. I, you know. Um, I like the song "Kiss Me" by Sixpence None the Richer. That's a sweet oh. song. I can't complain about that. That's a fun song. It's poppy. It's catchy. It's short. Okay. So you don't get sick of it too quick. She has a very sweet <laughs> voice. Yep. It's funny you should say that because the next one is really parallel to that for me. Go ahead. Yeah. We're dying to hear it. Natalie and Brulia. Uh, torn. Where she's naked on the floor. That's torn. Yeah. I have it on my oh, list. I love that song. So, on the floor. I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell you a story about this, Paul, which you may not know. That's not an original song. That's right. That's a cover song. No, no, I know. But I still like picturing her naked on the floor. That's true, too. But the, the, the original <laughs> version is a fucking heavy song. Yeah, it is. It's it very, is. And they're a band from Long Island, I think. They used to be on Stern a lot. They were called uh, Edna Swap. They're, it's a great, great cover. Yeah, I did see a video about that, that whole thing where it was not an original song and I saw the band do it that actually did it and it was like wow it's, and they did a whole different oh it's sound it's, to it. it's, it's, yeah. it's completely different I kind of like that with a cover too like I don't want to hear it just like the original version I want to hear somebody else's take on it and they took a rock song and made it into a complete pop song and that's what I feel is like a great when you can tell a great song if you could do it in uh, a few different genres and it, every genre sounds great too. It works as good as the other genre. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like there's a band, there's a band that I like, uh, they're called the super suckers and okay. they're kind of like a, uh, uh, kind of like a punk uh, rockabilly kind of vibe. And they wrote a song. It's called pretty fucked up. My opinion, <laughs> one of the greatest songs ever written. And I'll, I'll just tell you the lyrics real quick. She's got a man on the side. She's with him today. I probably won't die, but it sure feels that way. I used to be strong. I used to be tough. She used to be pretty. Now she's pretty fucked up. <laughs> now, that's a great fucking line. And they made it from a rock song into a into like a country song, into an acoustic song on three different records. Every version's phenomenal. Oh, they, they themselves did it. Yeah, that way. they did three different versions oh, of their own song. Fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. What a concept. What a great concept album to to take an album you did and do it in a pop way and then take that same album and make it country. What a challenge that would be. That's basically what um, Unplugged was. Taking, you know, maybe a different arrangement of a song and and hearing it like as it's stripped down, scaled down. You're just adding the third element here. All right, Sean, what's your next one? Uh, I'm going to go with one of the most underrated pop artists of all time, uh, going back to 1987 with I Found Someone by Cher. (laughs) (laughs) Underrated, huh? She's underrated? I think she's underrated. I mean, she's popular. No, she's very popular. She's, you know, she's world known, but I think she's underrated. I don't think she gets enough credit as a musician as she did. And why do you you like this? Why do you like this? Song. Are you a big fan of autotune? Uh, no, because one time, you know, you know, I, you know, when, once I got, you know, uh, you know, you, you, you have a lot of heartache in your life. Yeah, yeah, I found someone and took away the heartache. The heartache you is know, taken away. Took away the loneliness I was feeling since you know they were gone. 
It's not, the, <sighs> it's not a bad song. It's a great song. And I stand by that. I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback on that. Oh God. Okay. Like as we're playing chess and I'm going to, or poke, I'm going to raise you here. And okay, yeah. now you can lay into me on this one. Okay. You're talking about heartache. Uh, I'm going to go with the air supply classic, two less lonely people in the world. This song talks to me. Um, you know what? You know what? That lyrically was a pretty damn good song. I can't believe you know this, Paul. Yeah, I do know the song. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all yeah. been lonely. And then we but found was, somebody. Um, I'm trying to Not think in of the sheer uh, sense. Two less lonely people. In, uh, no. Yeah. And, and it's going to be fine. Two less lonely in the, people in the world. I can't believe your mind. In this world where everything goes wrong, something and that's finally like, went that, right. Like the last lyric of the whole Beautiful. thing, too. Two less lonely people in the world. Like Tonight. that was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the very pretty song. Yeah, I do know it, Sean. I'm not bullshitting. <laughs> I, I can't make fun of you, Jeff, because I don't know that song. Okay. okay. Well, before um, we before we hear some more, uh, let's ju- just jump into a little viewer mail, and then we'll get back to all this, and then we'll, sure. we'll get I, back. I'm interested. Okay. I want to hear. Okay, so Lori Carbone from Atlanta uh, likes Carly Ray Jepsen, Call Me Maybe. Oh. Uh, yeah, mm. it's, a, it's fucking terrible. That's a terrible song. Well, you know what? It gets Some me shit angry. is just overplayed, so it's like yeah. it was good. Maybe. No, and then it, it was like done. Exactly, like your act. Yeah, I, I oh, agree about that song. What the hell happened? I'm on um, Paul Bine. Come back. I'm coming um, back. I'm here. I'm here. All right, Deb Steinman. Uh, she has a couple of good ones here. Uh, okay. T- she likes Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. Oh, I love that song. It's on your list. It's on my list. Oh shit! That one. Paul could sing. Tarzan boy. We used to play it in the band. I was at an '80s band. Yeah. Uh, Well, (laughs) sad story about Baltimore. He wound up getting AIDS and he died. Um, Oh. Yeah. Big big country. (laughs) Big country in a big country. I thought that was a great song. Oh, that's a great song. And a song yes. I think is the most overrated song ever. She also puts down, uh, but she, it's a guilty pleasure. Is Safety Dance? Ugh, oh, I can't take that song. I hate that song. You could dance if you want to. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and cool. then Bryce Foster, uh, Abba, Dancing Queen. I knew we'd get those. Robert Puncher, uh, Afternoon Delight. That's a terrible song. And yeah. then um, Anthony Innes. Uh, this big hulking hulk of a of a man. Uh, what makes you beautiful? By One Direction. That's a great song. You oh, really wow. think so? Oh that yeah, is. I'm a big Harry Styles fan. Of he started One are. Direction. Why wouldn't you be? <laughs> Harry, let me explain something to you. Harry Styles is the closest thing that our generation is going to have to David Bowie in the next 15 years, and I guarantee. Wow. Mark my no, words. Don't, please. Please stop. Stop talking. That, that's, wow. that cannot be true. I'm, he's he gonna just be like, sold oh, out. He's going to come up with a song like Star Man. He sold out five nights at Madison Square Garden. Okay, so what? It means nothing. He's Ariana Grande good. sells out shows. It means he's good. No, I oh, just, love his stuff. No, it doesn't mean you're good. It just me. It just means that this is a generation that doesn't know what good is. How can you compare Harry Styles to David Bowie? I'm not comparing him. I'm not but he's saying him. it's the closest thing they have. I'm saying, yes, it's the What's closest thing. Watermelon sugar? Yes. You know what it's about? Do you know what it's about, Jeff? 
Yes, it's about a guy who likes watermelon, and then it's not no sweet asshole. enough for him. It's, so he has to add a little sugar a packet girl, on top of no it. No asshole. It's about getting a girl off where she starts fucking spooging all over the place. That's exactly what the song's about. But it's a great pop song, and kids don't understand that. I think it, I think it, I think my uh, explanation is more accurate. Uh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul Bond, we'll go back to view mail a little bit. Let's let's hear a, a couple more from you. What do, what do you. What's your next one? Well, took the sting out of that Tarzan boy. That was like the next one. Tarzan boy. I was going to say, um, but here's one, and I used to play it in the band because I was playing the song when it came out. Eddie Grant, Electric Avenue. And then will take us higher. higher. Yeah. Yeah. Another one. Out very the street. Did you like that, Sean? I love that. I, I have. The, I actually have the best of Eddie Grant on my phone. I think he's very underrated. What do you mean oh, the you're so best? What, what, what? That and Romance in the Stone. What else is there? No, he's got a bunch of stuff. Dude. That's Hold it. On. No, no, no. I say nay, nay. Hold on. I'm pulling it up. <laughs> he's actually serious. I thought he was bullshitting. No, I got it right here. The very no, best of Eddie see, Grant. That's, that's I don't want to dance. Thing about him, he'll have this shit on his phone. Yeah, I don't want to dance. Is a great song. Give me hope. Joanna is a great song. Then you okay. have in the stone. See, I don't know this, these, so. Oh, yeah, man. He, he's had some great stuff. Great, great stuff. I'll tell you what, though. My next one. I'm a little embarrassed. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm, I'm a little <laughs> embarrassed. But uh, it's Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. That's, you know, that's a you know shit probably song. Watched, Sean, there was probably something going on in your life that that song <laughs> meant something. That nine. reminds you of it. I was nine. He probably thought he, he probably thought that was really cool. And like Eddie Murphy was leading this great lifestyle and he parties all the time, man. And now Sean wants to join the party. But 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 short pudgy little Sean was who too was fat nine. to go. Who was nine? Who could, he couldn't go out and party all the time. Yeah, because I was nine. And you okay. were wearing knickers. Like you when it came out. <laughs> anyway. How old was I when that came out? It was 1985. <laughs> Okay, I was a young boy myself. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know I'm the oldest guy here, but let's not go age. Um, yeah, but you, uh, you see, you're distinguished looking, Jeff, uh, Paul. That's the thing. Like, you know, you know, you've lived your life. You could see it in your face. You know what I mean? Like, you've lived <laughs> yeah. a life. Yeah, you're, you're grizzled. You look like you spent time at sea. Right. right. Like you, like I you look like an old sailor right today. Yes, yes. You, look, yeah, you have you look, no hope left in you your eyes. Like, that's the like thing. <laughs> That's right. It. Look at you went off Montauk looking for shots. Right. When I see young people in the audience, you know, see that hope you got? It's going to fade. It's gone. <laughs> it's good. Enjoy it while you have it. And your hairline. Although you, Sean kept his hair. Sean kept his hair. How old are you, Sean? 45. Okay. You're doing well then. You're, no, you're, no, it's thinning. Look. Because I. Thinning. Yeah, but you, I do you, now you, better, you better do everything to hold on to that. You cannot you pull got enough turf. Oh, but, I can yeah, pull off. No, well, no. Jeff and I. Jeff and I would were discussing hair when I saw him uh, a week ago, and it was like he's got it, but it, you could see where he's at. But you know what the the thing is is that he's at an age where it's kind of okay. When I lost it, it was like late thirties. Mm, that's it was a little rough. Like, oh, thank God I already had a hot wife, and that was <laughs> fine. But it's just tough. My you're brother's also a musician, Paul. My brothers who could give a shit about hair are not in show business. They got hair. The guy that's in show business has this. Yeah, but Paul, no. the thing is, you're on stage, you play guitar, you have a nice voice, you have a funny act. You know, that that will overcompensate for the lack of hair. You got to give your brothers something. 
Yes, I will. I appreciate that okay. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but Sean, the next time we work together, we got to find a karaoke bar afterwards, and we got to do some of the shit we're talking about. Oh God, yeah, that's why. Right. What's your go-to? What's your go-to song again? One of is well, I have a couple go-to karaoke songs. One of them, if, if there's a female friend of mine who will oh, do the song, set. I will do rock set. But I rock use set, right. do, uh, what if you what if you're hanging out with Paul Bond? What what are the two you guys? I do set? a couple songs. I do Everlong by Foo Fighters. Mm. Okay. I do You May Be Right by Billy Joel. Okay. <laughs> That's another one. Uh what's it do it that the two of you can look into each other's eyes and then oh, gaze? Easy, easy. <laughs> Islands in a stream by Dolly Parton. There you go. Rogers. Perfect. Perfect song. Yes. Nailed it. Or Beast of Burden. No, no, great no, song. Islands in the stream. The version that was with Tina Turner and Mick Jagger. Beast of Burton. No, Paul, if we're going to do karaoke, we have to leave everybody wondering if we're a couple. That's what it is. <laughs> right. Dude, the oddest couple ever. It has to be like, what are their intentions later? Yes. Like, a, they're like, wow, the chubby one's really looking deep into the old man's eyes. <laughs> I guess he likes a sugar daddy. <laughs> so, so, okay, so that, what, the last song we just did, what was it? The last what? Who just picked the last song? Um, I think Sean did. I was me. That was you. Okay. Uh, let me keep this going. And uh, I got a couple on here. Uh, okay. This is a song. Two different artists have done it. I love both versions of the song. And I particularly love the songwriter. Uh, it's all coming back to me now. Either Meatloaf or Celine Dion. Uh, written by Jim Steinman. I think it's a great song, personally. I don't think Jim Steinman ever made a bad song, number one. Agreed. And th that is a definite great song. I won't I won't make fun of you for that. And believe me, I've wanted nothing more than to make fun of every fucking choice that you have picked. Oh, I got more on you. But I couldn't. Does it seem like Jim Steinman had a hand in the Rocky Horror Picture Show? I think he did. You think he did? I think he did. Yeah. He didn't no. have he didn't have a uh, hand in writing the soundtrack. The the story with Jim Steinman is that's how he met Meatloaf while they were performing the Rocky Horror oh, Show. Okay. That's the connection. Sense. Yeah. Wow. But the flavor of that is still with him. You know, it was with him during Bad Out of Hell because you, you could put that Bad Out of Hell against Rocky Horror. And it's kind of like that same feel. It tells a story. It's a, it's yeah, a it's stories. But Jim Steinman was more about an epic. It was more about a big crescendo. He, you know, yeah. uh, it, it was it was about uh, uh, everything was can't a little can't be kind of like the way. But yeah, I guess everything's but, but here's the thing about that song. When he wrote that song, he wrote it as the country song in mind with a little slower pace and picturing Johnny Cash singing it. So think about it, like, I want you. I need you know, like that real. Oh, slow. How did that go, Jeff? How did that go? <laughs> you got two singers here. I want to hear how that goes again. Go ahead. I need you. I want oh. to hit your face so I bad. Song, you, I, I you didn't want, know song was about that's Jews. That's the type of thing that will set them off. <laughs> I had no idea that song was about Jews until now. <laughs> I, I want you. I want you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Judd Hirsch initially did it. Right. He, he sang as part of the, the uh, Independent Day soundtrack. My boy David. He played the most My Jewish character in a movie. Oh, uh, uh, all right, Paul. Give me another one. All right. Well, this falls under 
a real childhood song that uh, it's really kind of creepy now, but I liked it when I was younger. Young Girl by oh, Gary Puckett. Y- young Girl, Get Out of My Life, young right? Young Girl, Get Out of My Mind. That's it, right, 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 yeah. The thought of you is way out of line. You better run, girl. You're much too young. But when I was a kid, it was okay because I was young. But That's a pedophile song. It really like, is now. It's like 17 it. by Winger. <laughs> yeah. right. Dude, that song was so fucking good. Well, so he, was, fucking he, good. he was great. He was amazing. The Red, Union Red Gap was great. guitar was an animal. Animal. Yeah, that band was very underrated because they were very poppy, and he was too good looking. Gary you know what Parker I'm was a good looking guy. Kip Kip Winger is a good looking guy. Uh, oh, Kip Winger, yeah. And I think I think the fact that that um, he was that good looking, it took away the actual fucking balls that that band had. It, you know what I'm saying? There's just yeah. so much fucking. Reb Beach was one of the best guitar players. Uh, and Kip's a great solo Kip's in seventh player too, man. Yeah, was he's that? a great bass player. Oh, Kip no, I know that. I'm just player. saying, yeah. in general, the band really kicked ass, but because it was teeny bopper, because they looked great, you know, on top of it and wearing spandex, it kind of took away their actual musicianship. The other thing yeah. that I took that really hurt them was Beavis and Butthead making fun of them. I mean, that hit in That's a big right. audience. I remember that. That did hurt them. You know, it took away a lot of that credibility of what you were just saying. I wish they yeah. rewrite, I wish they rewrite this song now because it'd be like she's only fifty two. <laughs> she's only fifty two, <laughs> which is about right if you think about. She it. can't give birth no more. <laughs> <laughs> Shuman, what is your next song? Um, so, do you remember um, the TV show Melrose Place? Yes. Okay, so they oh, had a shoot off this song, not that song no. by that Jamie guy. Well, that's that's coming next. Um, Fuck. So Melrose Place had a uh, a spinoff called The Heights, and the song is called "How Do You Talk to an Angel." Jamie, Isn't that that by Jamie, Jamie guy? Walters? By Jamie Walters, yeah. Oh God, I hate I hated that song the moment I heard it. That's one of my all time favorite songs. Come on, one, man! One of the first songs I learned how to play on the guitar. I, I just love that song. It's all about heartache with you, isn't it? I was a very troubled young little boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very troubled life <laughs> growing up. A lot of unrequited love, Jeffrey. Yeah. How do you talk to an angel? Oh, God, but that gross. How, how is this the same guy that likes Megadeth and, and Slayer and, and like, you know, like the heaviest bands? Jeff, How can you I like have that? a soft side. It's not just my stomach. Okay, I have I have a soft side, and that's that's why I'm more musically diverse than you are. See, this is why I love Iron Maiden. Is Maiden never came out with a ballad? Okay, they, you know, it, it, it's not like they didn't have a every rose has its thorn. They didn't they didn't have a, every bad boy. Every cowboy has a soft side. Every Even, you know, but Jeff, you know the here. worst thing about those songs is that the lead singers didn't have the voice for those songs. Everybody has a It's like, ugh. Do you think Brett Michaels has a good voice to begin with? No. Right. No, but I'm saying they could pull off the 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 cheesy rock shit, but but when it got to that, it was just like that's what you saw. Well, yeah, he has major flaws. There's a few. There's a few. Like like Mark Slaughter could hit the high notes, so I could fly to the angels and stuff like that. He was a legit singer, but like, yeah, Brett Michaels is just a front man. It's very very different. 
very different. I mean, talk talk about like a good looking guy. I mean, that's how they kind of built their fan base. And you know, did you guys ever read the book uh, "Ain't Nothing About But a Good Time"? No. It really chronicles like the uh, the whole '80s music scene. And one of the one of the you know, and it's, it's like real uh, interviews with all like the guys from that era. And one of the things about Poison that they talked about was. Um, while Motley Crue and a lot of the other bands like Hanoi Rocks was a band of that era, Britney Fox, all these type of bands, they went after like the really super hot chicks. Poison right. didn't do that. They went after like some of like, you know, the, the other the other women, you know, the, the girls were like a little overweight and they said they were the most loyal fan base. So when they would play the Troubadour or the Rainbow or any of those uh, clubs on the Sunset Strip, they would have no problem packing it out. Plus, they would bring them food and groceries and stuff. That's yeah, so funny. Uh, the fat girls made sure that they had food. My friend, they, they found their Achilles heel and then they went for it. <laughs> My friend told me a really disgusting story about poison. If you want me to tell you the story, I will tell you now, or I could tell you off air, but no, it's a tell, uh, our listeners want to hear this. So my friend uh, who interviewed one of them uh, mentioned a story about CC DeVille kind of liked them a little chubby. And he took one back to the tour bus and proceeded to give her an enema and the girl shit all over the entire bus and they were about the story and they were about to leave but they didn't they made cc clean up everything before they actually took off on the road <laughs> the whole thing with the enema though i have no idea <laughs> i have no idea well you know he broke the cardinal law on a on a tour bus because when i toured with jim brew there's no crunching that's what they call it the no crunch zone if you had a shit you had to wait until the bus pulled over into a truck stop to shit but you can only piss in the in the Bathroom. I have no problem with that, Paul. I have no. I can hold. I can hold the dookie for like two days. If I'm I pretty good pee, too. If I got to pee, though, if I got to pee, I'm gonna whip it out wherever I am. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, at my age, it gets even worse. I'll tell you. No, but here's the thing. Like, I actually have a thing about what before I go on stage. Like, I got to pee like three. Jeff knows this. I got to pee like three times within 15 minutes, just I'm to the make same sure way. Every drop is out of me before I'm on stage. <laughs> I have a well, crippling fear left in his body. I have a crippling fear of pissing my pants on stage. <laughs> so what's your I, next next song? My next one, I'm going to go with uh, All I Need by Jack Wagner. All I need is just a little more time. More time. <laughs> that was back like in the General Hospital days. days. Fuck yeah, it was in the General Hospital days. I was eight years old watching General Hospital. I say that with no shame. Oh, man. I used to watch Luke and Laura. That's a guilty pleasure. There you go. That's pretty yeah. gay. But you know what? Laura was hot. Yes. Come on. And, and listen, not, not for nothing. Uh, Luke wasn't that bad either. Wait, Paul, you would you I thought, see, I thought Jackie. Remember, remember Bobby, Bobby. I thought Bobby was hotter than Laura. Well, Bobby with the redhead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She, yeah she, she, she was hot. Yeah, but she, I like there was something it, about Laura that was sexy but earthy and <laughs> girl next door-ish. Yeah, she didn't really do it for me. She did for me. I love blondes. That's yeah. my weakness. There you go. All right. Let me get to, to my next one before we get to some viewer mail. And I knew this episode was going to go way too quick. Uh, I am going to go with, um, let's see. Sean, you want to lay into me? Lay into yes. me on this one. Every day. Uh, okay. Uh, we've only just begun by the Carpenters. No, All I right. love the Carpenters. Beautiful song. It's a beautiful, the, the, that song, you know, they when they that was like one of their first songs that they wrote. 
Yeah. And the song was actually written for an insurance company. The jingle is we've only just begun. Really? You know, yeah, to live. White, you know, think about the lyric. White lace and uh and promises, a kiss for luck and we're on the on our way. The advertising agency said, Hey, look, this is way too good for it to be just a jingle. And then they wrote like another verse or two for it in a chorus. And you know, but that Did was you know that she was a monster drummer. Oh, yeah. Was yeah. Drummer. She was such a great drummer, she just want to throw up. That's how good of a drummer Karen. Oh my god, she was like and, buddy and rich. Put, but she threw up instead. Oh, yeah. Thanks for ruining the joke. I'm sorry, Sean. I shit on your joke. I missed oh, it. Oh, you didn't. You didn't. Fucking Captain Cockblock over here did again. <laughs> There's a video of Karen Carpenter doing a drum solo. Go to YouTube. You'll you'll thank me. It's yeah, she's fucking doing incredible. a Gene Krupa thing. She's doing like a Gene Krupa kind of. That's fucking. Yes, amazing. exactly. But it, their Christmas album is my guilty pleasure. Actually, the Carpenter's Christmas. It's a good one. My favorite Christmas album is John Denver and the Muppets. I don't have that. I got to get Dude, it now. It is a great record. Oh, I got to get it. All right. Okay. I, I was always looking for a different Christmas album. That's good. Sean brought that up about a year ago. One of our bigger, uh, you know, rated shows was, um, and people still love it, was when we did uh, our Christmas songs, best and worst Christmas songs. And you talked about uh, that album. It's a fun album because it brings me back to when I was a kid. Then, like, I found the vinyl when I when I bought the house. I'm like, oh, this is great. And I put it on. I'm like, wow, this is a great fucking record. Like, <laughs> like John holds up, right? songs, you know, except for like the Twelve Days of Christmas. Like, he didn't write that, obviously. But you hear right. all the Muppet characters in there, Little Miss Piggies <clears throat> in there. It's adorable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But okay. the Carpenter's Christmas album is a lot of orchestration and harm, intense harmonies. It's just like they had shots. Richard and Karen were just real, real great, musicians. Song, great songwriters, great yeah. arrangements. And also remember that, that time was the early 70s. And you had like, you know, it was everything was big horns, like really yeah. full sound. All right. So let me get to a couple on here. Kevin O'Connor, Father Figure by George Michael. Do you guys Good know song. that song? Great song. song. I don't know this one. Uh, Britney Spears, Dance Till the World Ends. Do you guys know that? No. no. Neither do I. Uh, and that's by Andre McSweeney. Uh, he threw that in there. Jenny Knoll, Turning Japanese. You guys know that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Turning Japanese. I think I'm turning yeah. Japanese. I really think so. Yeah, it's about can't masturbation. Play that song on the fucking radio anymore, huh? Uh, no. no. <laughs> no. I had a parody uh, to that one, too. Greg oh, Owens, Last Dance or Love is in Control by Miss Donna Summer. He calls Donna it Summer. A, yeah. I think, I think Last Dance is a good song. It is a classic. Okay. This guy is a big fan of ours. He, he, Always, always says something nice about our show. He put down White Lines by Grandmaster Flash. I think it's a great song. Oh, it's still a good song. And then he also said, Tarzan Boy, uh, Safety Dance, Dancing Queen. That's Dave Nidal's list. Sharon Simon, past guest. Everything Dua Lupa. Dua Lupa is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Brian <laughs> Roth, Come On Eileen. Ah, because she liked it. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> You're working with Jeff too much, Paul. I said it, Sean. Shut up. I know. God. Um, Brian Jacobson, pub thumping, Chubba Wumba. I Chubba hate Wumba. that yes. I saw them in concert. You saw them in Why? No they way. had to be opening for somebody. No, K Rock used to do this thing called a 92 3 Lodo show where they charge 92 cents for a ticket. And they had a and bunch would, of bands, right? And they put like three or four bands. Like there was like one show, it was like Godsmack, Disturbed, and Lincoln Park. And then the other one, the one that I went to was Shumba Wumba, Days of the New, and Seven Mary Three. 
Right, you got fucked. I got fucked hard. <laughs> and Chumbawamba come out, and like this woman's coming out with like a nun outfit, but a bottle yeah. of Jack and like boxing gloves, yeah. and like no one paid attention to one goddamn thing they were playing until they played that song. I but get I have- knocked down, but I get up again. Oh. Nobody's going to get me down. Such a bad song. I, it's, it's a. It's they a really Australian. They yeah, were Australian, so. right? I they think were Australian so. or were they? I thought they were like British. I get knocked down, then I get knocked. Yeah, there's if there was an accident British in there. Or, yeah, it was definitely yeah, they weren't they weren't from Brooklyn. Um, not too sure. All right, Paul. We, you know, okay, we, I'm gonna go with um level 42, something about you. It's a good song. Don't know it. So there was something about you, baby, tonight. That's a Great bass line. It's a good song. I mean, you yeah, know it, Sean. I don't. It was, in the, it was in the era of Squeeze and all that kind of music. But there's something about you. Tempted by the food of another. Great song. God, yeah. no, please, Jeff, yeah. don't ever sing. I'd rather hear your act <laughs> than hear you sing. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you yeah. Really yeah. Not like my a lot, Jeff. I, I'm thinking I'm singing pretty good tonight, too. Are you really? Yeah, this is as good as it gets for me. I don't know if this is a guilty pleasure. Go ahead. I think everybody likes this song. Holiday Road by Lindsey Buckingham. That's, yeah. um, no, you know it. That's a, that's a good feel song. Right. Right. And, and they redid, they redid it for when they redid Vacation again, so it became popular right. all over again. I don't know, man. I think it's just like you look at him as like one of the cornerstones of Fleetwood Mac, which is one of the best bands of all time. It's a great song. It really is. It's got a lot of fun to it, you know. It does. There's nothing. I like, wrong with I like Lindsey Mac. Oh, Lindsey Mac. What's his name? Lindsey Buckingham on his own, as opposed to anything he's done in Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac is horrible. That's because Jeff is very heady. Jeff has a thing with popular music. Like he thinks I, like Fleetwood right. Mac is horrible. He thinks like <laughs> fucking idiot. Right. But, <laughs> he was one of those you guys. You can like, Fleetwood Mac to Pink Floyd. I'm not saying to compare them. I'm saying there's more than fucking White Tiger from Staten Island from 1982. Great band. Great band. Vito Brada, Mike Tramp. They're awesome. That's funny. Yeah, but they're not going to, but neither one of the, but, but Pink Floyd isn't going to have a marching band from USC uh, as part of their record and then sell some type of novelty hit. They, they, they're so overrated, this Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand people like them. It's like people people love being the first person to love something, but once it becomes popular, that would right. shit. I know. You know. I have this fight all the time about Nickelback. Like people shit on Nickelback all the time. And I'm, I'm sorry, like, they got some really good fucking songs. They right. They write amazing, catchy rock songs. They are not breaking any anything new. They write catchy hooks. And guess what? Go to a Nickelback show. You know what you're gonna see? Ten women to every fucking dude. You're right. You're absolutely right. And that's what matters, baby. Good band. (laughs) More titch per capita than, uh, but see, see, I I was a fan of of his style of singing, but also the the way they arranged it. And people loved Pearl Jam, and I wasn't a big Pearl Jam fan. Mm -hmm. I was like, I get it. I love Pearl Jam. I get it. But I could take a handful of songs. I never bought a Pearl Jam album. I go for like the first three albums and I'm done. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. If you buy a greatest hits with Pearl Jam, you pretty much got it. Yeah, I would say so, because most of the yeah. stuff from the greatest hits is on the first three records anyway. Exactly. Now, right. can we touch the, the topic of guilty pleasures, but they're 
single artists that were back in the day, like like people would look at it and go, wow, that's kind of lame. Well, they, um, what do you mean? Um, I was a big fan of early Elvis Costello. That's not a guilty pleasure. That's a great artist. And and uh, Elvis and, and, and even the stuff that was tr- transitional Elvis, like all this useless beauty with some beautiful songwriting. But as a metalhead, you can't go, yeah, like all this useless beauty, you know, like, but it's just great songs. Just there used to be songwriters. I don't know. I, I'm dating myself now because, well, I'm an easy delay. But there used to be real songwriters when you took the album, you ripped the sleeve out of the cover. And you read the lyrics along with the album. And I don't see that happening right now with any artist where I go, what's their point of view on this? Like when you saw Brenda and Eddie was the popular daddy. You're looking at that sleeve going, fuck, look at all the lyrics to the song. How does he get them all in? And they're beautifully written. And it's just, it comes off very gay now to go. I like lyrics. You know, it's like. You don't think think WAP was a a, a good lyrical song? Who was? WAP. Wasp, yeah, yeah. Wasp, uh, no, yeah. by uh, Cardi B and Megan The Stallion. Yeah, yeah, like the milkshake in the yard. All those songs are wonderful. Milkshake in the yard. No, yeah, but I think you're right. I think there is uh, not enough like real singer songwriters. Um, although we had a couple of guests on that, you know, like I think uh, you know what's her name, uh, Katie Cole, who's playing in Smashing Pumpkins. She writes some really nice songs. She's been putting out a lot of uh, stuff on mm-hmm. on YouTube. Very, very good. Um, but I think I think that's true. Um, speaking of of singer songwriters, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give I'll give you a, a, a new one. Okay, a new okay. one. Um, one of my guilty pleasures: "Every Day It'll Rain" by Bruno Mars. Oh, Bruno's killer! Yeah, Bruno Bruno's a, a huge throwback to nineteen. He really is. He really I've, is. I've loved him since the minute he came out, and he's a he's got a new album coming out. I don't know if you ever heard of Anderson Pock. Yeah, no, I, I saw. I, I know what he's got coming out. It's really good. It's, yeah. it's a little. It's a little bit more rocky. Yeah, definitely. Anderson wow. Pock is fantastic. He's a drummer who sings. Yeah, but again, okay, that seventy soul vibe, fucking killer, dude. Yeah, and then the thing is, they're bringing back like the whole, like the whole thing, like with like suits and and yes. you know, just like bringing back Style like to choreography. Yeah, with like, big oh, he clunky black that. eyes. He's got big clunky black eyes as background singers. And they dance. They move. It's, it's the greatest remember, thing to watch. Do you remember on the MTV Music Awards years ago, uh, he did a tribute to Amy Winehouse and they did a version of Valerie? Yes. Oh, I never saw that. Oh, look it up on YouTube. Talk I got about you. Really over the top. Great, great singing, great dancing. It's all live music. Really good. But the thing about Bruno is that he delivers live. His voice and the band he has is so top notch. It's just like sick, sick. Now I'm going to turn everybody onto something. Saturday Night Live, Bruno Mars, Twenty Four Carat. Watch great. it. It's a great, he turns great that whole set into a dance party. He starts from the green room and walks all the way through the audience and winds up on stage. It's one of the best musical acts ever to hit that stage. And I'll Beautiful. tell you one thing: he's one of the last. Good Super Bowl halftime shows too. Yeah, yes. exactly. Thank you. He had everybody, the chili peppers too. He had the chili peppers. People shit on him a lot, but let me tell you, man, he's a talented, they sh- talented guy. They shit on Bruno Mars. Yeah, a lot of Why? people do. A lot of people do because it's like he doesn't look the role. Like first of all, he's like this black Hawaiian dude. Number one, let's just and get he's that. Young as fuck. I hate. He's like twenty five yeah. when he did all the shit. 
I know, but he's he's super super talented. I don't really? I don't find anything wrong with him at all. Know, I don't know how you can hate the guy. I think he, I, I think either. he's great. But all in right, fact, well, it's funny you should say that. The, my wife said the first concert we're going to go see when we're all able to go out again, which we are. But Bruno Mars, if he ever comes around again to to go see Bruno Mars, and I would be like, even you know, Minavini, Richie Minavini. Yeah. Everybody's like a big fan because he's just a throwback and funky and yep. just real. His shit is real. He's one know? of those guys where you go to a concert and you're seeing little 10 and 12 year old girls. And you're also seeing 15, 60 year old dudes there. Absolutely. Because he's Absolutely. A, a huge crossover, which I think is great. So, but he's a guilty player, but that's a good choice, Jeff, because people shit on him. They do. And I don't know why, but when he was, I don't, get, the I don't get that part either. Yeah. I think, I think he's immensely talented. All right. Listen, we have, we have like about nine more minutes left of this show. We got, more on our list and we got a bunch more of people who, who threw in so i want to get to them as well so paul give us another one we'll do one more round and then we'll go here and then we'll do a all right round. this one's really dating me but i'm going to go with tom jones and it's a song called fall in love I'm not fall in, it- in love i'm never gonna fall in love and he has a version back in the 60s just him and a microphone that you remember the microphones up in the air yeah. the big square ones it's a live performance find it on youtube and thank me later it's called fall i'm never gonna fall in love again and it's just a it's a real bluesy it's a bluesy soulful ballad he was an amazing it, singer though he still is though he still is on the voice he's killing it yeah, he's 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 absolutely he was a killer. He's he one he wrote one of those songs. There was two songs I always wanted to cover with my band that I never got around to do. One was Pressure by Billy Joel because I had never heard a hard rock metal version of that song before, and right. I thought it would great that would work. Yeah. And then the other one was Daughter of Darkness by Tom. Great Jones. song, yeah. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to do a creepy dark version of that song. I never got around to do it. And Delilah but- was about killing somebody. Delilah was good. And he also did a great cover of the uh, Dusty Springfield song, You Don't Have to Say You Love Me. Yes. And I was a huge, huge Dusty Springfield fan. He could sing with anybody and and still hold up to any current artist. I'm sorry. He's just that good still. Yeah, he is. He's ridiculous. Paul, that was a a good guilty pleasure. It was. Tom Jones comes on. You definitely, definitely keep him on. Absolutely. And it... People who are listening don't know who Tom Jones is. Shame on you. You should go look it up immediately. Absolutely. Sean. So for my last one, I'm not picking a song. I'm picking an entire artist in his catalog because it's very against uh, a lot of the things that I listen to a lot. But it's three of my favorite albums of the last 10 years, and it's Post Malone. Wow. Okay. I love Post Malone, number one. He's... uh, if you do the backstory with him, he's hugely influenced by rock and metal. Uh, I don't know if you, if you say you probably never heard of it either, but in during quarantine, one of the first people to do like a live stream was post Malone. And he did a whole Nirvana set yeah, where he played wow. guitar and sang and like, didn't do teen spirit. Like he pulled out some like, Deep, deep cut. cut, some deep yeah. cut Nirvana shit. And it was phenomenal. He had Travis Barker from Blink-182 playing drums with him. Uh, I, I think he's an amazing talent. I don't know enough about him, but I, I've heard only good things about him. So the last, the last time I was in LA, I he put plays live out. music. What's that? He plays live music. He does play live. Yeah. He doesn't play to a track. He's got a full band behind him. That was the only record I played in LA the entire eight days I was out there. It was on a loop. I must have played it 75 times. 
It's I'm just that great of an album. Love That's it. the best. Which album is the best one? So I can beer bongs, and, beer bongs and Bentleys. Okay. There's a I'll couple of songs in there you'll know actually. Isn't it great? No matter if you're downloading now, you still call it deep cuts. Yes. Oh yeah, because again, like this it's is a guy left. though who had you know three or four monster songs on this one record, but he has 22 songs on the record. No, I know that, but it's yeah. still known as deep cuts because that used to be the the lines in the record that it was known as a cut. You know. That's what a cut was, but it's still that reference, which I kind of like. I like. We I still love it too. That. Okay, I want to oh. get Sean's face. I want to get him angry on this one. I okay. want to get him. <laughs> I really want to get him really angry, Go and ahead. I'm going to do it with the setup. Okay. All right, Sean. Uh, for my next one, uh, I always played this song on April 30th. Do you want to know why? Oh. It's, it's fucking Justin Timberlake. It's going it, to be it's, me. It's isn't? in sync. Yeah, it's going to be May. It's going to be May. Oh, no. Oh, no. I it's just threw up in my mouth a little bit. That's all vodka, just so you know. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Paul, here's, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Paul. I think that was the gayest thing all night. That would not even a question. Um, the, the thing is, um, I actually make a conscious effort to do this fucking show with him. I enjoyed myself, actually. I'll be honest with you. It's just fun. This is actually one of the more fun ones because Jeff wasn't talking over everybody. No, oh, no, we had to take turns. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's how that's what happened. I get very excited. Let me just get to a couple of other uh, that people gave us. Uh, yeah, got John on over Convoy by C.W. McCall. Wow, that's a novelty he- song. Uh, Doreen Lyota, a noble from uh, Ohio. Uh, Escape, Pina Colada song. Not a bad song. Okay, no. All right. Nice. Steve Hart, who's a big listener uh, of ours, I want the, the fact that the two assholes in the song didn't know that they had so much in common is the part that freaks me out. Oh, I hate, I, I hate that song. And then he had a Rupert, that's Rupert Holmes, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He had a follow up to a called him that was so obnoxious, such a terrible song. Him, him, him. What? you gonna do about oh, yeah, yeah. it you said that part i oh, remember it. that yeah. song oh god it's like when gay guys have sex that's what plays in the background um okay steve hart i want it that way by backstreet boys oh, that's a great uh, song yeah it is a good song okay um frank Falia. He, he's a long island guy i think right oh frank uh, is uh, on fox yeah Okay, uh, that's Jimmy uh, Fallia. Oh, no, Frank Fiala. Yeah, yeah, Frank yeah. Frank yeah. Fiala, okay. For Christ's sake, right. yeah. Yes, uh, Kung Fu Fighting, The Night Chicago Died, and oh. Billy Don't Be a Hero. Those what is that, the fucking disc three of the Time Life Fast <laughs> in the 70s? Fucking hits? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. Guy, Jesus. Guy bought, you know what it is? The guy bought a fucking used car, and the CD is fucking stuck inside <laughs> the thing, and that's all he listens to is that. It's the greatest hits of 74. Um, wow. Our... Our booker, who we didn't book this show, uh, our booker Mike, uh, trying to get the feeling again by Barry Manilow, which is a good song. And I had a Barry Manilow on here as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had New York City rhythm on here. Um, Joe Anthony, the the funny Joe Anthony comic. uh, I Touch Myself by the Del Vinyls. He should touch himself with a fucking shotgun to his head. Uh, Tom Mangeli, I'm into something good. Herman's Hermits. 
Um, Greg Radin, Sean, this is a guy after your own heart. Um, Believe by Cher. Not a fan of that song. Because of the auto tune? Uh, no, just not a fan. I'm just not a fan of that. Oh, but you liked her. You liked her in the 80s. I, I love like her 80s and 90s stuff. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that whole, uh, hey, I'm, I'm 95 years old. Let me do a disco album shit. I don't like that. Okay, this is a terrible song. I, I'm surprised none of us brought this up. Um, Having My Baby by Paul Anka. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, that's a bad one. It's a terrible one. Adam Nidal, Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Is that oh, that's a great song, man. Yeah, that, that's not a guilty pleasure, is it? No, not at all. Um. Let's see. Uh, Joseph Peter, who, who listens to our show regularly, um, Head Over Heels Go-Go's, that's a bad song? No. No, I didn't think so. It went to the Hall of Fame last night. Whole Malibu? Did, right? Yeah. yeah. Malibu is, is okay. Here's the thing I, Here's the thing about Hole, and I don't know if you know this, okay? Obviously, you know it's Kurt Cobain's wife, okay? Kurt Cobain wrote the entire Live Through This album. He did. If you listen to it, it's a it's a Nirvana record. The next one, Celebrity Skin, she was hooking up with Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins. And that's a fucking Smashing Pumpkins record. Because listen to Malibu and now think of Billy Corgan's voice. And when you hear that, you're going to yeah. realize he wrote that song. I got one, before we go, before we close out, I have one. I, I wanted your opinion on a song that I've heard many times back in my childhood. I just want your opinion as to what the song is about. Okay. And it's a it's a song called Timothy. Never heard it. Now Timothy was about these miners. My middle that name. Up, no, not not kids, but coal miners. I That's think. where I thought you were going with this. <laughs> Timothy, Timothy, where have you gone? And it, it almost sounds like it's a cannibalistic song. Like they uh, ate this one guy, Timothy. Like a Lord of the Flies thing. It who, really who does it's it? fucked up because it's on the it was a big hit on the radio and I forget what band did it, but the song's called Timothy. It, it was a one hit wonder and it was about these guys getting trapped and they wound up where where's Timothy? Like they're all playing innocent. Where did by he the go? Buoy, by the buoys? Yeah, there you go. You know the song? No, I know how to Google really fast. Do you know the song, Jeff? I've never even heard of it. And oh my hold God. on a second. Oh, yeah, we're gonna, um, I'm going I'm to cut you off, Jeff. I'm going to cut you off because our producer just texted. Yeah, yeah, I got the same one. Go ahead. Okay, Go our ahead. producer just texted me and said, I'm going to throw out a guilty pleasure. So if anybody knows our great producer, Adam Holes, apparently his favorite song is a song that him and Jeff know together. Uh, <laughs> if ever you're in my arms again by Peebo Bryson. If oh, my God. Ever you're in my arms again. Yeah, I've never hated Adam before. It's a, it's a. We're we're finding out a lot about each other on this episode. This is a very long show. Yeah, here's what we're finding out. Okay, Paul knows songs that Sean has never heard of. Sean's heard of every fucking song known to mankind. Jeff can't sing, and once again, I carried the episode. So that's what we found out again. Ah, That's a weight thing. But uh, <laughs> but Sean, we got to work together, bro. We definitely do. Yes. Because yes. I I I'm gonna tell you something about this motherfucker. And uh, when uh, and actually, this guy did a great job too when we were doing a China dog. But Sean, when I worked with you, the last time I worked with you was through um, what's that guy's name? Uh, Roscoe or Rocco? Yeah, yeah Rocco yeah. Romeo. Thank you. And it was a powerful show through. And yeah. Sean goes on before me and just absolutely devastates. He doesn't do well. He just like did a closing act. He never does well. And I, 
No, I'm saying he did more than well, you fuck. And he oh, collaborated okay. him. And after he leaves this, I'm in the back going, what am I going to, I got a fucking donkey at this point. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. And it took a good, there's only a few guys that I get, it took a good five minutes for them to go, okay, we're acclimated to this guy. Cause you did, there are, there are times when people just devastate before the headliner. And I'm willing to admit it because it's just one of those things that I appreciate actually, because it makes me bring my A game, A right. plus game. And I'm one of the few headliners that go, well, he's going to do that well. Take him out the fucking set. No, I want a guy who's going to do that well so I can go, all right, you got to go yeah. all in this. No, I do the same thing. Like whenever I headline a show and I'm booking the show, I always want to make sure that I have a- another headliner featuring. Right. You know what I mean? That's why I've never had Jeff feature. And this is no disrespect to Jeff That's because so we just did the China. No, That's we just so did the China. True. But in Jeff, in, in his situation, we did a fire department. And you know how on fire they are at a, oh, yeah. at a show. So the energy was different from the China dog one to his. So when he did a devastating set, it was just like, I got to do damage control here before I even start. It was crazy good. So I want to work with you and you again. Let's do a show together. What the hell? We can do. We'll have Jeff host. That'd be, that'd be a great show. It'll be an awesome show. Well, Jeff can do a guest spot or something. I'll get a host. Right, I, can, I can come. I can, I can do eight, eight, I can do eight minutes. <laughs> you can do your act twice. Come, What's the difference? I'll come in. I'll come and do. I'll do eight minutes. You know. Uh, you know. Half of it will be crowd work, and uh, and after and after by the five minute mark, I'll be like, uh, uh, and what else? And what else? How much more time? What else? Yeah. I well, can't Paul, shut I, up. I appreciate it. And there's the guys that go, what else you want to talk about? I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah, just, I can get off. It's over. Let's talk it's about you time. getting off and I'll do an extra five. How about that? Let's do that. Exactly. Jesus. All right, but, fellas. Uh, you guys are killers, but thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate uh, it. Was it. Well, this was, thank you for doing it, man. This was, this was, this was your idea. And this was a great idea. And when you, when you thank suggested you. it, I was like, I was so excited to do it. So cool. Um, and so we're glad we made this happen. We we're able to get you on. Thank you very much, man. It was meant to be that we worked together, so it would have finally happened. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, because I always like the idea of doing a music show. I'm like, yeah, they go to, they never call me. I'm a musician for fuck's sake. So, but it was great hanging with you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm you sorry I'm in the car. And you, know, you came up with a good skin. idea. You put me on the spot of like, fuck it, I got to put this guy on. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> you prick. And no, that's I, I said that he said to me, do you want to have Paul Bond on? And I said, well, listen, we may, we have a strict rule of only having one hack comic a month. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the encouragement. I appreciate it. <laughs> After I kiss this guy's dick, he gets and says that. All right. <clears throat> that's Sean. That's Sean. Right, there, listen, that's where he is on my screen. <laughs> yeah. right, listen, you know, November, we're going to be having a nice, uh, we're going to be having a nice running guest. We have uh, some great guests coming up. Uh, if if uh, Adam will ever put out these episodes, uh, we'll follow up the momentum that we had all through September and October. But uh, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you guys for the uh, suggestions and keep subscribing, keep following. And uh, Paul, where can people find you? Uh, PaulBondComedy.com and uh, and watch for me. Go to face. I do everything on Facebook, my lives and everything. But I have a tour called the Paul Bond Pro America Comedy Tour all in and uh it's going all over the country florida nashville indiana ohio and um so nice if i ever do want where do you live sean you live in jersey 
I'm in Jersey. Yeah. I'll have to have you on the Jersey one. <laughs> so, and you, you're a Staten Island boy. So I got to get a Staten Island show together. There. I'm close to Staten Island too. You don't have to book them. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that one as well. <laughs> He's like, don't subject yourself to that. But I'm, I'm he has to Facebook. try and get spots any way he can. You know, what are you going to do? All right. Well, that's my deal. And uh, animal rescue forever. And uh, yes. how, how can people help your animal rescue? Uh, mm-hmm. By my Facebook, because that's the only place I do my fundraising and stuff. And it's a mom and pop. And unfortunately, I have to let my boy Jeter go tomorrow. Um, and yeah, uh, he bad. fought a good fight. Yeah. Way and, to ruin uh, the show, Paul. He's awesome. No, yeah, I just want to know that I have a heart as well. No, um, no you don't. Um, you guys no, but- are the best scumbags I've ever worked with. Let's just say you know how to hide it. <laughs> this guy follow paul bond go to his uh facebook page uh sure and i'll catch you next week take care everybody later you.